Solution to Real Estate Podcast, where Jeff Seabock and myself, Phil Sexton, we sit down in the, our office. Actually. Our office our, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, our world headquarters. World headquarters of Seabock, BC. Yes. With microphones between us to talk to real estate agents about, well, in season five, getting back to the basics. And this is part two, if you didn't catch part one, of our uh, topic, if you will. It's called the Real Estate Marketing Plan. How to convert your sphere of influence into business. Well, the reason why we're talking about it is, Phil, is the industry average is that 87% of the agents after five years are no longer in the business, which is a super high cancellation rate, even though, because when agents are excited about the business, let's call them pre-licensing. Let's talk about they're in school. They're pumped. They're happy people. They're happy campers. They love They're, people. They love houses. Oh, they can't wait to get into real estate. Yes. But somewhere along the real estate road, the they only hear the good stuff and they don't realize that there's got to be some work involved to getting a check. And that's just the reality of what it is. And But the cool thing is the one that we're highlighting today is, I mean, is talking to the people you know work phil technically yes it is work we're going to call it work oh. but, but but i mean you know them and they know you like, does it work like yes. oh, oh yes it does work but i mean is you know it don't get me wrong it might be a hassle to call somebody but it's not like it feels real i mean we're going to go through a script today that's going to give you that's going to help you through every single conversation it's really just the activity of pulling out your phone essentially because this could this this is how I think that people almost should start is um, just pick, click, pick. I mean, if you have a contact in your phone, I have to think that they're in your sphere. Because how do they get in your phone if you didn't know who they were? Yeah. Like, really, you could just start, you know, calling through your thing. But the um, today we're going to go through the how often. But where I was going with the point of this is just that. There's, it's never too early to start working on what the people you know think of you because in trying it's never too early to start working on what the people you know how the people you know think of you yeah because like, like how, what your friends think of you as yes okay. right like like well like, do you sell software all right let me give an example so um i think because of my career path that I had a little easier job of converting the contacts of the people I know because I worked in a job where I made a decent amount of money. I was in an executive position at the job. People respected me. They knew that I, um, you know, if they talked to me that I communicated well, but like, their image of me was one of success because I was a, a I went on a, the sales trips and like they knew that I was good at selling a hard worker, hard, hard worker yeah. showed up every day. They saw me Had in the integrity. office, right? They knew that, you know, um, you know, I spoke in team meetings and they right, all, all of that. So when I called on those people. It, was, it wasn't like work, but they already had a good opinion of me. It was very easier. But if you because I started my career, I think if I would have met them while I was waiting tables at Garden Court, the breakfast restaurant at the Scottsdale Plaza Resort, 
that I don't know that they would have had that same opinion than when I was a software salesperson at a, you know, you know, yeah. a company, yeah. right? Like to me, like, so what happens is that, you know, if you switch job to job to job, you're going to have to um, build that relationship even more. How long did you work at the software sales company? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Maybe four. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that, I mean, I don't know. It's not in our outline right now to talk about patience, but I think that patience is something that we don't talk about enough because you had three. It took it. It doesn't take three days to change somebody's opinion of you. It can take three years, right? Depending on where your relationship came from with them. Right. And so when I, um, it, it, for new people, three days, you can have a, an opinion change. But for the ones that have known you since you were a derelict. No, but I mean, it, it might take. Yeah, maybe, have, maybe, maybe you didn't graduate from college and they formed an opinion. Maybe you worked at the gas station and they formed an opinion. Yeah, like to me, you know, the just if they're going to buy a house for seven hundred thousand, you, you, you. I mean, during this part, because we're going to the communication part. Yeah, I just to me, there, I just want them to have one goal, and them to think of you as a great person that contacts them like a great guy yeah. like a great girl yeah. like i just want them to think of you as happy right i want you to think of as a good communicator i want them to think of you as like simple basics yeah. right because yeah. it you know here's why is because most sales for people when they're getting started in the business they start on what side phil they get a bunch of listings or they get a bunch of buyers which one's first typically a Bunch of renters, <laughs> a bunch of buyers, right? A bunch of buyers, and buyers really just want to work with somebody that, like, to me, I it's Darren Hardy, right? Like, okay, what do buyers want? Buyers want someone that's going to be on time. Yeah, they want someone that's going to be dressed well. We want somebody that's going to be presentable, and they want somebody that understands a real estate contract and that helps them find houses. Right. So really during this part, because you're not actually trying to find houses because they're not, you're just trying to raise their opinion of you. So when you call, it's not something that you would want to dive into real tell them the whole yes, yeah, yeah. tell them the whole story. No. Yeah. I mean I the so guy the guy that I think of the most. Ooh. Is his name Salvador? No. What that was our stucco guy. Diego. Diego. Of course. Right. But before we get to Diego, because I want to talk about him. I like I almost want to call Diego right now, but I will I'll wait until after we're done recording. Okay, good. How often do you think that I should be calling Diego? Yeah. I, to me, I think it's at, you know, probably twice a quarter. Okay. Right? Like I think eight times a year. Okay. Right? Like because you know, maybe you're not going to be calling people in December and maybe you're not going to be calling people in whatever month or whatever it is. I mean, it's so you don't, it's not, you know, but you know, once enough, once a quarter is just not enough. I think of twice, you're going to call them twice a quarter. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you can call them up to 33 times a year and they still want to get offended. Right. Like if you're just going to touch base every couple of weeks, how you doing, whatever it is. But usually that's too much for people. So I like to dial it back to just. But I mean, because the thing of is they say top of mind. Right. Like this method is to try and get you in their mindset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's see. What's that real estate trick? One, two, three, four. It's almost like the months that end in 31, the months that have 31 days are the ones that you should call people, your sphere. Okay. Right? Like take off February, then call in March, take off April, then call in the next May, June. And then you got two back-to-backs, July and August. So you're going to call in both of those months. Whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever method that you want to go about, whatever, as long as you get to, I mean, we're just trying to get you into the, the idea is I'm going to have to talk to everybody that knows who I am, right? Yeah. If I want my business to grow. So Diego calls me. And it's probably, so where, oh, how about this? Like, I love when stories tie them together. Let me guess. Is it, you met Diego through Louie at the Rotary, Rotary Club. That's okay. true. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Back to Rotary. Right. And so Diego is in that group to obviously get his business known as well as I am. Right. Like, this is marketing. Like, people, yeah. I don't think that new agents know that marketing because we need stuff that's free 99, Phil, and you already got a phone, so now you're calling, it's free 99. So, yes, and, you know, you end up working with with people on different projects because Rotary is a philanthropic group at heart, right? They're business networking, but they also get out and do good, raise money, support charities, local business. Right, you usually go up to the gun club and do stuff and whatever. That doesn't yeah. sound very charitable, oh, but okay. yes, that is a part. That's some of the social You're aspects. You're volunteering your time, and that is charity. Correct, okay. correct, correct. So um, let me just say that differently since you brought it up. We volunteer at one of the gun um, at a shooting contest. And the, the shooting contest, the people that put it on used to pay staff to manage the 800 cars that park there every day. When we volunteered, they now make a donation to our club, which we then distribute to like the Paradise Valley Food Bank and the local ministry funds and like the different aspects. How is that not charity? It is absolutely charity. I just wanted to make sure that I was clear when, right, in, right. In, in how you said it. Yeah, but I was being sarcastic. Yes. Yeah, so Diego, he, so Diego, who is a friend and um, member of the club, he calls me once. I think he's probably once a quarter. Right, he's probably once a quarter, and he asks me the same I know, three but questions. Agents make more money off of the business, Dude, right? like, and they don't, don't have as much. There's not as many deals. I'm gonna say it. So your second one is the one that's more real for me, and that is the amount of people that I know on a regular basis that need Diego's services is just much lower than people that move. The people that need housing or know somebody that needs housing. Right, because you have rental. Because Diego makes custom iron gates. Like, he is a metal worker that has, I mean, he built the big metal structure inside of the Amazon building. Like he's And he just, doesn't have a lot of competition. Where in real estate, you have, you know, yes. I, I, I mean, I was listening to the, the guy out of San Diego talking about how their agent count is... Um, almost half of the sales. I'm like, oh, it's just like Phoenix where we had 100,000 sales and we got 50,000 ages. When you think of competition, I think real estate is being one of the most competitive jobs you could ever have. So what's your favorite kind of truck, Jeff? Truck? Yeah. I'm sorry. What is your favorite acronym for calling your sphere of influence? I was like, <laughs> my favorite truck was the first one I owned, which cost me $300 and it had holes in it, including in the floor. Ford! Yeah, but it was a Chevy. I know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, thought, I thought you knew where I was going. Uh, yeah. Well, but Ford is an acronym. Right, wait. But, and Ford is an acronym that we, I'm going to say, we learned from Diego. I learned it from Diego. Because I, I, well, because when meeting new agents, I always, they always be like, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? And I 
don't have a problem talking because I'm a salesperson, right? Like it's hard because I uh, enjoy the art of sales and I know how to extend conversations. But so to try and give people that don't want to call everybody they know to, to change their mind about and to give them the actual tools to get through that conversation where you really don't need anything other than this acronym called Ford, right? Yes. Right? So F is for family, O is for occupation, R is for recreation, and D is for dreams, okay? Because what we're trying to do here is we're trying to inch... We just are not... The, we, we're not the pushy type. We're just not the, I'm in real estate, here's my card, call me, call me, call me, call me, ask for referrals. You can go listen to someone else that, you know, I think Brian Feeney's probably the best at it, his system and all that stuff. But that just, we, we teach a different way of, of marketing to our business. And I don't like, I don't think, call, 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 like over abundantly, I'm, I like to try and help people get, to let them think about how, or, you know, about what I'm saying and imply stuff so that they think about that I'm a real estate agent. I know it's kind of convoluted there. But basically, when you give people, when you lead them, lead them to the water that you want them to drink, right? Because we want them to ask about occupation. And when you're talking to them, it's like tennis, right? Where if, you know, in tennis, your goal is to give the ball back to the to hit the ball back, you want to be asking them questions. You want them to be talking and you want them to talk about their family so that they feel comfortable. And then you want them to talk about occupation so you can tell them that you now have a new occupation. But then to put it into a a positive spin there, there's your opportunity to put a positive spin on it. But then to, to you know wrap up the conversation and move out because you achieved your goal. You were happy, you were pleasant, you were touching base, and you weren't braggatocious. Yeah. Sometimes all you need is bow. Sometimes all you need is four. But if you continue the dialogue, don't forget about the D. Hey, just about recreation dreams. Dream. So yeah, here. So Diego was actually the first person that I um understood what his basis of dialogue was like after i heard about after i learned about ford yeah and then the next time diego called me i was like oh my god this is textbook no it's, fun. it's like, fantastic he called you for four years and we didn't even know he was doing it you thought he was just being a good guy yes but that is what we were trying to help our agents and help our listeners and our video watchers be too we want you we want your people that know you to think of you as a good guy and so when we, when I saw this be engineered, obviously it's one that we talk about now. So he would call me up and you know what he would say every time he, every time. Okay, so this is actually the script that we use because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want you to think that we never give you scripts, but th like we, when we see something, but this is our, this is our go-to. When we see something that's proven that works, we just like to repeat it. That's right. All right. Tell us what Diego practicing Ford sounded like. Hey, Diego, what's going on? It's Phil. How you doing, man? Good, Phil. How's the family? First question. Ford, family. How's the family? How's you the ask family? them. 
tennis over the court. And I'm like, man, it's great. Oh, you know, uh, the kids are this, the wife is that. Like, you have a conversation. And I talked to him, and we, we have dialogue back Did and forth. Did you tell him that it. Hazel's catching David in yeah, size? Right. No. Well, okay. uh, my three-year-old is almost as big as my six-year-old. But, uh, no, I don't always talk about that. I mean, I might at the time, right? But depending on how busy I am depends on whether I want to play tennis or not. Okay, because you're talking about it's being tennis going back and forth. If I'm if I have time, then I'll ask him about his wife and his kids and grandkids and how they're all doing. If I don't have time, I just then I keep it short. He's like, all right. How? And then he'll go to his second question, which is O for occupation. And that is how's business? Business. Really complex, right? Like, so how is business? Yes. Question mark. Yes. But if, but if I if I just have a job, then he would say, "How's your work? How's work?" Right. Depending on what they know about you, influences that question a little bit. Yeah, because I'm always like, "Well, if you used to work with them, or they work with your wife, so how is it over at you know Honeywell? How is it at the the farm? Or whatever. Young. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yes." And then, um, you guys doing anything? You guys got anything planned for spring break? <laughs> Depending on what time of year. The Art of Ford by Diego. Yeah. Nice Are you guys, you guys going on any trips this summer? The Art of Rec... This is recreation. This is his question on how he gets into Well, I think... I actually think it's skillful because, you know, not all people that get into real estate have have done sales. True. And that if you are bad at, if you have not had any experience in sales, you have to be able to feed people questions. And that's really what you're just doing here is you're just trying to get them talking. I mean, the hope though is that when you say, how's the job, you want them to ask how your job is. And yeah. the, the, that's okay, because R is not for real estate. And we're just trying to get them to think of us as a nice person. Okay, but this And is... we also want them to think of us as structured. Okay. Okay, so if we have consistent dialogue with them on a structured basis, that gives them the impression... Confidence. Of what confidence, of what kind of business we run. Right. Yeah, you're predictable, it's process, right? right? Process over product, always. I was actually going to, because... This is something I know is true. And then I got with the, deep with, after the this. with the experiences that we have. And that is um, that, Phil, when I ask, when I role play, because I role play this with the agents. Yeah. And when I ask them, so what's going on with you? How's your job, occupation, however we come across that, whatever it looks like, depending on our looks, we set up a little story. I try and practice them to, to you know, because I want to see what they're actually going to say, because I'm like, you just got to ask how's the family, like just like Diego did, but they... This is even for the, this is even on the half an hour calls that we do for your, the coaching program. Yeah. So Light. Same thing. Yeah. So um, whenever I ask them, you know, because they they either just got their license or they just joined the team. I'm like waiting for the pitch, and they're like, "Hey, I just got my license. I'm in real estate, or I'm in real estate." Ugh. Yeah, right. I okay. All right, all right. So to me and to us, that's a fail. And the reason it's a fail is not. I mean, first of all, they're not going to pick up your phone the next time you call. Well, no, actually, here, I well, I, I I'm a little deeper than that. Right. Okay. So, because real estate is a crowded space and there's lots of real estate agents, right? So what you didn't realize when you just said, hey, I got into real estate, hey, I'm new, hey, what it is, is, and I asked them, I say, okay, let me ask you a question. 
if you know five of somebody that's real estate agents and you get a friend that you knew from a long time that said, hey, I just got them, I just got a license, just got into the business. Do you put them at the top of the list or the bottom of the list? Bottom. Every time. Right? They are brand new. They're like, they don't realize that, and this is why we're, we're moving it up, going back to the basics in season five, because then you start to create bad habits and you don't realize that the people are listening to what you say. And you think you're just being honest. And they're always judging. And they're always judging. They're always judging. And when you Look say, at the baby. Yeah, like, like, I'm a new one in the business. You need anything? Give me a call. Like, uh huh. I mean, the, like, if you can learn one thing from today, you would never respond with, I'm in real estate. It's too general. And it's unfortunately, if you indicate that you just got into it, like who wants to work with the rookie? Like do you like you went like if you went into your doctor and he's like I got a D plus. No, I just got I just got out of school. Do you, can I take your gallbladder out? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. no. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, but I don't the, know. No, but we're this is a you know we try and teach professionalism, and the reality is is we're not asking you to lie, but to me. You know, it's, it's, uh, you, you got to tell a different story. Like, oh my God, I just joined the, the number one brokerage in the U.S. or they recruited me or whatever it is. Like, 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 that's your chance to say something good. Sell, I'm working with buyers. Yeah, like, selling. yeah, I want, I'm working with buyers and sellers every day. Cause hopefully, if you're, you know, like, it's just trying to change a little bit. Cause real estate agents, and this is my proof, is that they're too general in their speak. Um, in real estate. And real estate really has six defined categories, right? Like you have residential, you have commercial, you have referrals, you have buying and flipping. Like do you, they, they clearly don't understand that they're describing a, you know, $3 trillion category. So you really like two words with two words. Yeah. 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 Can I get to, I mean, to me, the people need to know I'm in, I, I got recruited by one of the top residential real estate teams. I'm buy, working with buyers and sellers today, right? Like that's what you want to convey. Yes. Or I like the one even better that says, man, work is great. I've been, I've, I've seen 36 houses in the last four days. It is, it, it, it's time. And then you comment on what the market is in your area. Yes. But when you go do the work, that's what I like to say to agents when we're talking to them. Sometimes we give strict scripts, but sometimes I give work. Because I'm trying to change the organic words that come out of their mouth. Well, we know that. Not, it, yeah. Not just here, read this out of a book. It doesn't matter who you are. This will work. Like, right. There's work that needs to be done so that you can actually be who you want to be. Right. Because the, the thing is, is if you're talking to people and you spend every day at home, you're not going to know what to say. It actually kind of tells us when they say, well, what do I say? I know you're not working. Because if you just went out this week and you saw 25 houses, I'm probably thinking that you got a story or two from those houses that you saw. Right. And now you're sharing those comments. Well, I was just looking at houses in Chandler. I was just looking at houses in Avondale. I was just, oh my God, I saw this gorgeous house. If you know anyone that wants to move to Avondale, like I was out there looking for a client, they passed up on it, but it was the cutest three bedroom, two bath, like you know, when it, the house just smells good, not fake smell, but like it just has a natural smell, right? Everything's organized in the house. Like that's what they're talking about because it's, they just were, you, you, what you see, you talk about. 
And then the person you're talking to says, I didn't know you got into real estate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm working with buyers and sellers all day long. Right? I'm out looking at houses every day. And then they say, so how's the market? Right? Like, but you, you, they don't realize that they can create this by talking about where, you know, what a nice guy. Well, no, I mean, here's the thing. They create this with Ford and D so that we can move on. Cause I know we got four other okay, points. And great. And we, I, I, You're I long had talker. 20 hours. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is we have endless amount of content. It's just hard. Cause we get cranking and it just, you know, I just can't, I'm stuck on Diego's last question to me because it's just an impactful one. Right? Okay. Go ahead. I've got three kids right now. And when he said to me, when are you going to have the next Bambino? Good God, never. <laughs> I, no way. No, we're all done, Diego. I said, I'm a baseball fan, three and out, or even a football fan, three and out, right? Like, I'm good. I don't need another one. But that's D, is dreams. Is you get back, yes, it's a, yes, it's tied to family. But what is, what is next in your life? That is his style of talking about what's the future hold. Well, and you guys will come up with your version of that. And to be honest, I, I mean, my goal is just to keep the max. They don't always get to D. I know the maximum conversation, 10 minutes. Yeah. And I know that real estate's a little more open of a topic. If, right? they, like, if they get in, if it gets into real estate, like you're going to have, it, it's going to, it can potentially be but the idea, you talking. The, the idea is, is that you only want to, I mean, to me. Your your goal is to touch more people with yes. with 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 kindness. Sim, with kindness and simple conversation because they will appreciate that also because they're busy and like if you're the camper they may not call you back right like if you talk for that like you feel good because you no, talk there's, look there's sometimes that Dago calls me that I don't pick up right because you know what he wants to talk I know what he wants to talk about but I'm still now thinking about him and here we are talking about him because of the consistency that he has in his follow up. And I know when I listen to that message, it's going to be something along the lines of, hey, Phil, hope you're well. Just checking on how the family's doing. If work's kicking your ass, what's going on, man? Hope you give me a buzz back if you'd like. Hopefully I'll see you at Rotary next week. I, the thing is, is I actually believe Diego's a great guy. He, uh, he is. There's no question about it. Like he, I would, he, he, his wife is babysat no, kids. Okay, like, hold on. But just because he calls you regularly. Right. Like the thing is, is the agents think that it's a bad thing to be talking to. to yeah, them. when I don't pick up the phone because I'm busy, I'm not mad that he's calling me again to ask how I'm doing. No, you're never mad. How can you be mad at a guy that's like, hey, how's the family? How's yes. this? Is like, what's going on with your dreams? Like, well, I wish you the best. Have a great day. Like, yeah, like, like we need like, positivity in our life. Yes. Yes. All right. Wow. Goals of contact. So are we ready for part two of communication? Sure. Yes. Because part one was talking about how often, talking about Ford, the goals of contacting the people. Part two, we're going to get into budget and maybe some of the messaging if we're going to go beyond the telephone. Okay, great. Right? So methods of delivery, part two. Right. Because we're, we've been talking about phone this whole right. time. And the thing is, is we are, we, the reality is, is if you call me, I'm probably not going to pick up. I just don't love talking to people on the phone. When it's a business relationship, I will, or whatever. If I'm calling my sphere, I will. But some people don't like to call. Like, my point of it is, is you have to be aware of all of the delivery methods. Yeah. And then you have to find the one that they like to communicate with the most. So uh, let's talk about all the delivery methods. Okay. So when they call you on the telephone. They call you on the cell phone. It's, uh, <laughs> we should probably splice in a video. I, 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 yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> 
need my love. Let's see if I can come up with any other song there. That highlight thing? Did you text me? You know, one thing. I mean, come on. That is Drake, right? Like, so good. All right. Anyway, but the the first one is obviously we talk about phone calls, but it's texting, it's email. It's also social media messaging, mm-hmm. right? Like to me, you know, sometimes if you comment on someone's Instagram, that might be your crack to be open. It's face to face, right? It's mail. It's uh, any kind of you, like YouTube promotion. I, I just want to, I'm trying to digest everything that you're saying. And sometimes I got to slow it down. That was a line I learned from you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, was it like looking no, no. in the mirror? Was yeah, it like yeah, looking yeah, in the mirror? It was, yeah. Because I got stuck on social media. As soon as you said social media messaging, I thought that you discounted social media interaction, such as liking or commenting on somebody's posts, as opposed to a private message. And I think that both of those are valuable, not just messaging. Well, because if I am, you know, it's funny. It's I, I know the people in my life that don't go on social media every day, right? Like, because they don't talk to you about things that you're doing. My Aunt Carol, my mom, like whatever, where you know when they get on social media because like they like four pictures from a month old forward. Yeah. Right? Like who else dives through somebody's social media to see what they're doing? Right. That's just not normal. Like, like those people in my life do. And so I'm. it's clear because I see in my notification rungs that my mom liked that photo and that photo and that photo and that photo. I'm like, oh, today's you the day she's open. Notification rungs. Well, it it says there's like a little heart in the top, and it has a um, tells you how many notifications you have or something like that. You get it too. Yeah, I just don't click on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, we well, know. There's we multiple know. people managing my account, so it's like you know, it's yeah. made, made me get lazy. So for. Um, <laughs> The other people that interact on social media, well, actually, that's a good way to find out if that is one of the methods that you should use to communicate with your people, because not all of the methods that you described do we use for all of the people. Right. But the point of it here is really about understanding rejection, because you have to understand, are they actually rejecting you or they just don't use that communication method, right? Like if you're sending me a bunch of Facebook messengers to try and get a hold of me. I look at it once a quarter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you're trying to chase me for something, you're never going to get a response there for me. So, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't interested. One, I may be disinterested in the message you left because it's the message matters. Yeah. Right. Like where the, you know, um, but to me, everybody has a, method that they prefer to be contacted on yes right like i have friends that i used to work with and they worked at the scottsdale plaza resort and now they're all working in other jobs and most of them are business people and they will respond to email faster than anything else where i won't even i don't even read email regularly right like they want to be contacted through email because that's something that they watch constantly, yep. right? And that they have a work email and then they have a private email. And actually their work email for them, it's actually better to send it to their work email than their private email because they get so much work email they don't even look at their... But it's it's just understanding business basics. Right? When you're com- no, but, but I'm just saying that when you... Because when you come into real estate, I don't think that people think of, you know, because, you know, it, how many times are like, I called them and they didn't call me back? 
and they're disappointed. Yeah, that's um, something that you have to be coached through. Right. Like some, uh, by design, we provide voice messages to the agents that we work with that don't ask for a callback. Because why would you set yourself up for disappointment? Right. Why don't you just touch point? Hey, I'm just calling to check in on you. No need to call me back. Hope you're doing well. Hope the family's good. Now, are you disappointed if they didn't call you back? No, but you still get credit for the touch. Right. No, I, I, for me, I got a couple of examples. Well, they, I, don't, I don't like to communicate on Facebook Messenger because I don't want my social media apps. My notifications on social media don't come to my phone. I have to log in to that app in order to see them. Where some people have Facebook Messenger or Instagram Messenger ping on their phone like a text message. I don't. I don't either. So when somebody go, when I go into that app and I see that somebody had messaged me, I always take them to my cell phone number. Like, dude, just text me. Because I get text notifications. Yeah, how funny. I do the same thing. When I see them a messenger, I'm like, just text me because I'm not, I, I don't yes. watch that. Like you. And one more example that I know I've shared in, on our podcast before is I thought it was so funny that for me in communicating with my dad that I would text him something and then I would email him to say, check your text messages. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like just because my standard, like I could get a message out real quick and I would just fire right. up a text message because that was my comfort communication method, but then I would have to go into his comfort communication method to know it's there. I think you have to understand the goal of familiarity, right? Like the goal is you're just trying to move into their, because you get credit for um, likes, um, messages on a post, messages on a post, and then you send a text and then you call, you've built some street cred. Like the real reality is, is you I think that people underestimate how much contact it takes to get through what I call blur. And that's the constant contact of the internet contacting your people that you might have to contact them six or seven times just to get them to start to recognize that you're, cause you, you're just calling to ask them how they're doing. Yeah. Right. Like, but you, but to me, at least if you contact them several times, then when you catch them in an off time, then they pick up. Right. Like, but if you hadn't made those other attempts, they wouldn't pick up. I mean, we have a, you have a very successful text strategy. strategy. Yeah. And I'm just saying that that shows us that to me, that previous text and previous contact through delivery methods help you build rapport with that person and familiarity and a lot of people won't pick up the phone unless they know who you are. True. Right? Yeah. So to me, know that you're adding to your credibility every time you do it and that you're just trying to get to the level of credibility they need to pick up that call. Yes. I think that if we're going back to where we were last episode, and that is where people keep track of their sphere, one of the columns in your Excel spreadsheet, you might want to pay attention to what their preferred or best or fastest or most effective communication method is. Well, or just even track how you did just so you know that you only call people. So now you, anyone that prefers email or text message or messenger, you're not talking to, you're just talking. Cause I do have a list of, let's call them gentlemen. I think there's women in that list too that are over 60 and they prefer to call to talk to me. Yes. 
And we, then, dude, we were talking about a client before this. I, I, what's a rough age on this client? Ballpark decade. 55, yeah. Okay, mid-50s. Only wants to text. Doesn't want to talk on the phone. Right. Right? Like, you never know which one it's going to be. Oh, and she'll wear you out. Well, I mean, we're not getting into it. I'm just saying, from a communication method standpoint, all of the ones that we described are also how much? Like, what budget do you need to send text messages? Zero. To have a phone call with somebody. Zero. To send somebody an email. Yeah. To Facebook Zero. messenger. Like, like, yeah, nothing. Like, 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 we're all talking about free. Yeah. Only when we get to physical mail does it turn into cost. Well, I, and, and I'll wrap up this whole thing. With, I mean, um, because are, are we getting close to time? I know we are. Okay, cool. Uh, let me wrap it up with a story. So I just took a listing for nine twenty-five, decent listing, nine hundred twenty-five thousand yeah. in a community called McDowell Mountain Ranch. Okay. Okay. So um, fortunately for me, I used to live in Greyhawk, and we used to do events. Okay. And when we met the people at events, right? That was our business building activity. We would sponsor stuff. We would go over in the park and we'd meet people and put them in a database. And this lady, I, I ha fortunately, I have a pretty good memory. And I can remember talking to her and her son and her husband at an event. Okay. Like, I can't, like, I might have saw her then at an open house after because marketing's a, a, not a not, not a one-time event. And she listed her house with somebody else. And now they came back. It didn't sell. And now she called me and she's like, do you remember me, Jeff? And I'm like, of course. And I, it took me about seven conversations to actually remember who she was. Because it, uh, it was 11 years ago when I'm talking about yeah. you digging into this database. And that I know that we've been sending her communication and emails. And now, but because I did not have regular phone call or text with her since then. We lost the opportunity to list her house. The first time. Right. Yes. But when she was looking for the best, she, fortunately that's a short list. And yeah. she, she, she was like, you know, um, and now, now we won. So, All right. but just like this, this, it's not something that, um, you can take lightly building your sphere of influence. Like this is, this is 50% of your job. Yeah. As an agent, if not 60 or 70, open house leads. Like, like to me, anytime you're meeting people, go ahead. I think that as we, everybody's striving to be a magnet of business. Everybody wants to attract people to them in order to do business. And I think one of the things that is that we have hinted at in these last two podcast episodes that I want to state is that you describing what you do and how you do it differently is what determines whether people are going to ask you questions about real estate or not. If all you want to do is be general, like we talked about, oh, I got my real, I just got my real estate license. That is general, right? We hinted at the fact that if you see 35 houses a week, then that changes the dialogue that comes out of your mouth. If you study the market on a regular basis, if you know how many homes are for sale in the MLS in your area today, when you're having a conversation with somebody and you use that data, or you know how many month, how many of those houses sold last month, and you integrate that data into your conversation with people, they immediately set you so far above all of the other people that they talk generically about real estate that you can become that magnet. And it doesn't take years to develop. It takes 
discipline in working in order to then develop the stories of how you present yourself. And I've seen it. I've got kid. I've got parents on the soccer field next to my kids, and I've known them. And they ask me, like, I got a text message yesterday. Can you believe this house is listed for one seven? The guy sends me. Awesome. Keep coming. Keep coming. Winning. Keep coming. It's winning. Yes. Yeah. So I hope that you guys got something out of this. I hope you got something out of the last two episodes. If you're thinking about getting into this business, talk to us before you leave your job. Talk to, because that is a pool of sphere of influence that we want to help you get. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we're not going to get into it, but it was my execution at work before I got into the business that ensured my success when I left my job. You, right? you, you saved $60,000 of real estate commissions on the side before you left your job. So if that is the category that you're in, let's chat so that we can talk about how you can do that as well. If you're in the business and you can't figure out how to do the work to set the words apart so that you are a magnet to the people that you interact with, then let's talk as well. This is what we do. Awesome, I'm Jeff, that's Phil. Thanks, guys. Thank you.